0: Good evening. Our top stories tonight, Josh Jacobs may be holding out and because he's under the franchise tag, Josh Jacobs is actually one of the few players that can hold out. He is not expected to report to the start of Las Vegas Raiders training camp and Tom Pellicero isn't sure if Josh Jacobs is going to play week one of the NFL season. We're going to dive into that. We're going to dive into the pending contract offer that the Miami Dolphins have extended to Dalvin Cook. We're going to talk about all sorts of fun stuff, including CD Lamp, possibly becoming the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL, and more on Player Profiler today. N. This is all coming from Ian Rappaport, not not Ian Rappaport, sorry, Ian Rappaport's colleague at NFL Network, Tom Pellicero, but he does not anticipate Josh Jacobs will be there for the start of Raiders training camp, which we found out earlier today, or at least we got a reminder today of when every team reports for training camp. We have 27 days before training camp starts. We're going to have a lot of shows to fill in between then. We're going to bring you as much information as possible every single day. But 27 days before we get some real news and things actually start heating up across the NFL. But for now, it's a lot of speculation. And the speculation is that Josh Jacobs will not report to start training camp if he does not receive a contract extension. And Josh Jacobs is one of three NFL players that can hold out. Because if you are under NFL contract, if you are signed, if you still have years left on your deal, you cannot hold out. It is prohibitively expensive to skip training camp practices. Even just skipping the three mandatory mini camp sessions was $90,000, I believe. And it just keeps compounding from there. So you can't skip training camp you cannot hold out for training camp the fines that you will incur are too expensive for what you will end up getting unless you are not signed because josh jacobs is not under contract right now he was franchise tagged which means there is the franchise tag offer sheet that he can put his name on and sign and he will be locked in at 10.1 million dollars but until he signs. Josh Jacobs not only doesn't have to show up, but he cannot show up. He can't work out for the Raiders. He is not under contract despite having the franchise tag on him. That's how this works. Until you sign the tag, you are not a free agent, but you're also not under contract. So Josh Jacobs under the franchise tag would make $10.1 million for one year. To this point, Four years in his NFL career, he has made $11.9 million. So this is almost double what he has made for his NFL career in one year. But he wants that long-term contract. And let's say Josh Jacobs skips week one. Let's say Josh Jacobs skips six games. I'm not sure how it works out with the 17th game added. However, to add a year onto your contract, and to avoid it tolling, and basically tolling would mean carrying over to the next year because you did not satisfy the terms of your contract, much like Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley was suspended. His contract tolls. If Josh Jacobs is able to skip those first six games, play 11 games, he's still making over $6 million. Skip six games, six games that he is not taking hits, not taking carries, not taking handoffs behind a brutal offensive line with, I don't know who at quarterback, Jimmy G, who hasn't practiced with the team. I don't know. Josh Jacobs really could end up skipping the start of the NFL season. And it's not going to hurt him the same way it hurt Le'Veon Bell. What would hurt Josh Jacobs would be just skipping the entire year. Because then there's no film on him. There's no chance he's going to get the contract that he wants next year. But if Josh Jacobs misses a couple games, if he skips the start of the year, comes back, performs the way that he did last year when he was the leader in rushing for the NFL, well, it could work out because he still could get a contract that he is looking for. Not a Running back's weird, right? So it's not going to completely break the bank. Christian McCaffrey even only making $60 million per year, but Josh Jacobs could get $12 million a year for two years, guaranteed something like that. We could be looking at, and if that ends up being the case and he skips the first part of the season, it works out because what Josh Jacobs loses in the what $4 million, a little less than $4 million that he would miss if he skipped six games makes up for it by taking that toll on his body. And Josh Jacobs, it's again, a weird running back market. We talked about it a couple of days ago with the Todd Gurley episode. Go back and check that out if you haven't. But <clears throat> running backs right now, Christian McCaffrey's at the top of the market at $16 million per year. Alvin Kamara making $15 million per year. Is he going to be making that next year? I don't think so. I think Alvin Kamara is going to be cut or traded. He's going to be on his way out. Same with Joe Mixon, making $12 million per year. Same with Derek Henry, making $12.5 million per year. Henry's a free agent, so he has to sign a new deal. Joe Mixon, $12 million a year, and they're probably going to cut him. Nick Chubb, $12.2 million per year. He could be cut, probably not, but again, the running back market is so weird right now because the top-end guys... How much longer are they going to be making that? Aaron Jones is going to make eleven and a half million dollars this year and next year. That is locked in. But after Aaron Jones, there's the franchise tag guys at ten point one million dollars, and then after that, it drops down to James Conner seven million dollars, Miles Sanders six point four million, Austin Eckler six point one. So we got Kamara, McCaffrey, Henry, Chubb, Mixon, Aaron Jones and the three running backs on the franchise tag, nine running backs, making over $10 million. And then it drops down to James Conner at $7 million. So I don't know how this will shake out. I don't know what will end up happening. I do not expect Josh Jacobs to get the contract that he is seeking. He, I don't think the Raiders will extend him. And so when he returns, it's anyone's guess at this point. So what does that mean for Josh
1: Jacobs in
0: fantasy? Well, check out the draft kit and we will have the answers for
1: you. Hey, it's the podfather of great news. The 2023 draft kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up, and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team, and you can get even more in-depth analysis. All the drivers of fantasy production both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights that give you the team-level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features. I mean, individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you could take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet And then in the commissioners section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league, do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC, Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but... uh, It is the best player profiler.com slash draft kit player profiler.com slash draft kit. Go get it. Go get the
0: draft kit and go get that bag. Josh Jacobs. We hope he does get his money. Just don't know if he will. Don't know when he'll return. Go get that bag as well. If you are CD lamb, CD lamb is hoping for an extension. He is eligible for an extension this year and Reports are that the Dallas Cowboys are expected to sign CD Lamb to a deal between 25 and 30 million dollars. And of course, that is a lot of money, but that is the market currently. We got Tyreek Hill on top making 30 million a year, then we got Devontae Adams 28 million, Cooper Cup 26.7 million, AJ Brown 25 million, DK Metcalf and Stephon Diggs tied at 24. Where does CD Lamb fall between those guys? Probably not above Tyreek Hill at 30 million, probably not above Devontae Adams at 28, but Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, 25 to 27 million dollar a year range. That sounds about right. Gonna guess a 27 or 26, yeah, 27.5 million dollar a year deal for CD Lamb. That would make him the third highest paid receiver in the NFL, of course. Justin Jefferson is going to get his deal this offseason, too. Justin Jefferson probably going to become the highest paid wide receiver in football, which will knock CD Lamb down wherever he ends up landing. But this is just the market at wide receiver now. You are not getting a top end wide receiver for less than $25 million unless you're willing to take a veteran risk like DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins hoping to get $15 million a year like Odell Beckham did waiting to see if he gets that and waiting to see what kind of contract that Dalvin Cook will get Dalvin Cook depending on who you believe depending on which report you read Dalvin Cook either has multiple offers on the table or he at the very least at the very minimum Dalvin Cook has an offer on the table from the Miami Dolphins which is interesting for a couple of reasons number one It proves that the Miami Dolphins are interested in Dalvin Cook. Number two, he hasn't signed it yet, which means this contract is not worth enough money for Dalvin Cook to jump on it. He may have other offers and he could be weighing them out, but regardless, the Dolphins have put their offer on the table and whatever it is, it was not enough for Dalvin Cook to sign on the dotted line he says he was brought or offered to go for a visit too he has declined that as well i don't know dalvin cook maybe really is just going to take his time sit out and wait for an injury and see where he ends up signing dalvin cook i don't know i don't know where these guys are gonna end up i i believe deandre hopkins goes for the patriots i'm Fairly confident in that. It sounds as though Dalvin Cook's going to go to the Miami Dolphins, but I am not confident about that. And then we've got Zeke. Not confident about that. Leonard Fournette. All these guys. Just so many question marks for this time in the offseason. So many backfields are about to get ruined right before training camp. We do have some unfortunate news, though. Ryan Mallet, former draft pick of the New England Patriots, played quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, the New England Patriots, I believe the Houston Texans for a spell as well. Ryan Mallet has unfortunately passed away. Our thoughts are with his friends, his family, his community, was becoming a all-star call or high school coach, and just tragic news. So our thoughts are with the family of Ryan Mallett. We also have an update from the NFLPA. DeMaurice Smith is out. Lloyd Howell is the new director of the NFL Players Association. He will be fighting for the players in future collective bargaining agreements. He'll be advocating for players' rights. And hopefully, he does a better job than DeMaurice Smith did, especially this past CBA. The players just signing a year early, not getting the stuff they wanted. Just, whew, it was a... Poor decision by the NFLPA. Lloyd Howell is in charge now. He will be working with J.C. Tretter, the president of the NFLPA, who I don't know how much longer he's going to be the president of the NFLPA, though, because he's not an active player. And I don't know if you have to be an active player to be the president of the NFLPA. But regardless, things are happening there. Things are happening with the NCAA and EA Sports and not in a good way. Brander Group has filed a request for a restraining order against EA Sports for their coming college game. We've heard reports that the players, the players involved in the game, that their likeness will be used. They are not happy with the compensation they will receive. They want to be paid like Madden does. Madden obviously is a little bit different because there are way less players in the NFL than there is in college. But on the other hand, the players want royalties, which is something that should be baked into the deal. So we'll see how that shakes out EA just a last ditch effort to kind of save itself and (laughs) throw out NCAA football again because those were fantastic games but already running into problems Madden is garbage as we know so we'll see how that shakes out and this week we will have Some news, it is unfortunate news. We will receive word of a handful of players who will receive a year-long suspension for gambling. As we know, you get suspended one year for betting on NFL games, even if it's not your own team. Betting on NFL games results in a year suspension. Isaiah Rogers, the cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts, he is expected to be one of the players that is suspended. We don't know if he bet on Colts games. There's rumors that he may have. And if he did, that may result in a longer than a year suspension. But we don't know. This is something that the NFL is still figuring out. To date, we have five players who are four players. Sorry, who have been suspended for a year for gambling. Calvin Ridley, he served his suspension. CJ Moore, a defensive back for the Lions. Quintez Cephas, a wide receiver for the Lions. Both were cut after their suspensions. And Shaka Tony, edge defender, for the Washington Commanders. And then we have two players who were suspended six games for placing bets, not on the NFL, but placing bets at work. You can't place bets in the NFL locker room. Can't place bets at the hotel, on the team plane, at other teams' games, wherever. Can't do it. So, Jamison Williams and Stanley Berryhill, both wide receivers for the Detroit Lions, were suspended for that. And we're expected to hear more players suspended there are theories that, well, if Isaiah Rogers is the one that we already know, wouldn't it be likely that anyone suspended is a lesser name than Isaiah Rodgers? which is possible, but it's also possible that this just didn't leak Jamison Williams suspension did not leak. It just got announced when the NFL was ready for it. So I don't know what's going to happen, but we will keep you updated every step of the way.